what's the worst that can happen? And once you get comfortable with what's the worst that can happen, you kind of, okay. Yeah. Not that you want it to happen. <laughs> Definitely don't want it to happen. But once you're sort of, okay, this is what we would lose financially. This is what we would lose in our time. This is what, you know, this is all the things that could go wrong. And once you're like, okay, no, I still think the risk is worth it. Then you sort of just don't look back. Welcome to Retreat Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Kate Williams. I'm a personal trainer, certified health coach, and founder of Retreat Yourself. If you're looking for a healthier, happier, and more fulfilled life, then you've come to the right place. Each week, I'll be diving deep into what it means to live a life well lived, holding thought-provoking conversations with some of the world's most inspiring people, leaving you with actionable tips, tools, and takeaways so that you too can lead a life well lived. So grab a cuppa, sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's time to begin your journey to your most incredible life. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week. I hope you're all doing very well. Today on the podcast, I have the wonderful Gail Aspel from Upstate Studios. Those of you who are part of our community and receive our boxes would have seen Upstate pop up from time to time. They actually recently ran a free online community class for our lovely community members, which was awesome. I was very sore afterwards. The class was amazing. If you haven't heard of Upstate Studios, they're a Pilates and yoga studio dedicated to helping people improve their state of mind through movement. Their classes are always super upbeat, positive, and very fun, and they're helping people to find their Upstate, hence the name. Today, I chat to Gail about her business journey from the start until now. We chat about the highs, the lows, the inspiration and motivation required to run a successful business, and also how mindset is one of the most important components, and we keep coming back to that throughout the episode. We also chat about what it's like running a very successful business while being a mum. If you want some extra motivation, want to hear what it takes to start a business and feel like getting super inspired, you will love this episode. Also, Upstate Studios have been ever so kind to offer our listeners 40% off their online 30-day intro offer. So you'll receive 30 days of classes for only $29. Uh, They have so many different classes from Pilates to boxing to HIIT to yoga. It's really incredible. And you can basically book into as many classes as you like within that 30 days. All you have to do is use the code RETREATYOURSELF to take advantage of the offer. And also the Upstate uh, website and Instagram page are in our bio. Thank you so much, guys, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, Gail. Welcome to Retreat Yourself Radio. Thank you. Very happy to be here. So good. It's so random. It's so so awkward all the time when we've had a conversation for like half an hour beforehand and then I have to intro it. All good, all good. So I always like to start by asking about your quirkiest quality. I think it brings you back down to earth and it makes you seem like a real human. I think for a lot of people listening, they can see the incredible things that our um, our guests have done and it kind of makes you seem more human. So what's your quirkiest quality? Oh, well, I'm super down to earth, but quirkiest quality, I would say, you know when people giggle and then they just like can't stop laughing mm-hmm. and the more they try to stop the more <laughs> crazy it gets it's totally me and I've just done it like all my life virtually <laughs> um from like really random stuff like just seeing someone trip over and then pretend they didn't like that just makes me really laugh out loud <laughs> um to even more serious times and I think sometimes it is a bit of a stress relief yeah um 
you know, I've been known to do it in meetings with our accountant, (laughs) (laughs) crying, laughing, and he's like quite serious, you know, so it's it's been inappropriate times, but um, yeah, that's definitely pretty quirky. And I also laugh at my own jokes. Yeah, that's good though. I think our whole family does. Yeah. And the kids are always like, oh, mum's laughing at her own jokes. (laughs) And I think, oh no. (laughs) And I feel like the more you laugh the more you're like, okay, I needed to like tone this down a little bit. And then you just keep laughing and it kind of just like spirals oh, out totally. of control. The more, yeah. It's just, it's a bit contagious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that's definitely one of my quirky habits that I seem to have carried along through life. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and it's also good to like laugh at serious things as well. Yeah, like, absolutely. And Sherelle and I, my sister that I'm in business with, we do that a lot in business and people notice it. Yeah. I think it is particularly when something is a bit stressful. Um, it definitely is a sense of relief and just perspective. Like sometimes you get so, you know, serious about something and it's like, oh, you kind of have to laugh at yourself because like it's, (laughs) you know, in the broader view of things, it's actually sometimes not that big a deal. Yeah. You to tell our audience a little bit about what you do. So at the start of each episode, I'll, I explain, you know, about you and what you've done and all that kind of thing, but it's always good to hear from the guests themselves. So Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, cool. So my sister, Sherelle, that I mentioned before, we um, own and operate Upstate Studios. Uh, so we started the business in actually 2009. So mm-hmm. we've been going for 11 years. Wow. Um, and we started off as just a yoga studio, but ha- um, now have Pilates as well and boxing and reform and Pilates. So we've got four studio locations, one in Melbourne, uh, two in Geelong and one in Torquay. So good. Uh, yeah. So we uh, yeah run... Boutique fitness classes, we have um, well, pre-COVID-19, mm-hmm. 300 classes a week, yeah. uh, team of 50 amazing instructors, and um, and yeah, now we're doing all our live streaming our classes at the moment, yeah. uh, so we're live streaming 75 classes a week, and I guess my role in the business, Sherelle and I kind of split up the role, so my role is more in the brand marketing um, part of the business, we both work on um, class development and sequence training, uh, training of our teachers. Uh, we've got a really big culture of feedback in our team. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of, you know, what I do on a daily basis, working with all our instructors um, and, yeah, growing growing the brand and the business. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And for you guys listening, um, Upstate recently did a free online class for our community, which yes. is awesome, which we had amazing feedback awesome. about as well. So fun. Yeah, it's so awesome how you guys have adapted to the current situation as well and how you've pivoted and gone online. Thank you. That's yeah. Really awesome. Yeah. No, I think for us, um, just, you know, being our business, the heart and soul of our business is our community. Yeah. And uh, we really wanted to be there for our community when they needed us the most. And, you know, it was been such a challenging time for a lot of people. Yeah. And we really want to extend that to other brands because, you know, especially in those first few weeks, um, brands that we knew well, like you guys, we were like, we, we could see that other brands really wanted to connect and support their community as well. Mm. So we did work with a few brands and provided classes to their community and um you know it's great to collaborate with other brands and support other brands and their their crew through yeah. that time as well I think that's why you guys have been so successful as well though because like it's very clear that you're about community and you don't you do things for other people just because it's the right thing to do and because you care it's not just yeah it's awesome yeah. it really shines through yeah Anna thank you I mean we've very focused, at, even when we first started our business, our focus has always been, I guess, really driven by our mission Yeah, and, and it's all about creating a positive state of mind. So I think, you know, the recent crisis and challenge we've all been going through, it was just top of mind for us to just mm. over-deliver to our community and 
um, you know, friends and extended brands as much as we could during this time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which is awesome. And obviously you have yoga and Pilates and everything like you mentioned before. How often do you practice? Uh, so I, look, I practice every day virtually. Yeah, um, I do a real mix of the classes. So yeah, when we first opened, I was we were just a yoga studio. So um, for a long time, I've practiced yoga for probably over sixteen years now. Uh, so it's definitely a big part of my life, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of my non-negotiable. I need to have my classes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but now yeah, I do a real mix of classes. I found probably over the years that um, my body benefits from both yoga and Pilates. Um, you know, yoga definitely gives me, you know, the mindfulness and has been, you know, really therapeutic. I actually had um, juvenile disc disease and scoliosis. So that's when I first started yoga. It was so good for my spine. Mm. Um, and so I had a lot of, like, physical healing, I guess, through the practice of yoga. Um, but then the Pilates has been a really great compliment because it's all more strength mm, and yeah. stability of the joints. So the combination's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I remember when I was coming in quite a lot, um, the instructors would always say that. They're like, the yoga is the the stretching Absolutely. and, you know, the bending, and then the Pilates is the strength, which you need for 100%. yoga too. Yeah, a strong body is balance. Yeah. You know, it's a balance of strength and it's a balance of flexibility. Yeah. So having those two complement each other. And you can certainly get a lot of strength out of yoga as well, mm-hmm. but it's more isolated work that you do in Pilates, which is, you know, super good for the ligaments and the stability. Yeah. Uh, especially women. Yeah. You know, if you had ever had any back pain or back injuries, mm. um, they say the spine is the um, center of energy for the human body. Yeah. And anyone who's had back pain knows it can be really difficult mentally and physically. So I think, um, you know, moving every day is just one of the best things you can do. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what always makes me laugh when people are like, oh, yoga, you're just stretching, whatever. And then they go into a class and they're like, oh my gosh, like Andrew, my partner, he's like, yoga is so hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, in our studio, we have heaps of classes. So um, people always get a surprise, especially if they think it's going to be an easy class. (laughs) I love that though. I love that about your guys' classes. Like you feel like you're really getting a good workout because you're so sweaty by the end of it it's just the best (laughs) yeah for sure I think most people do want to have a physical workout as well Mm -hmm. as all the mental benefits of the practice and I think you know yoga can deliver both it can be a really strong practice but still have all the elements of spiritual and mindfulness um, so that you walk out feeling good physically and mentally yeah yeah awesome what inspired you to start Upstate yeah so um I was, to go back in time, I was um, working in a sort of a brand marketing career, had, was the path I'd sort of gone down, and uh, I always liked it, the idea of having my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, spoke, I always had lots of heaps of ideas over the years, since <laughs> I was going to open, and, you know, and then as fate had it, I just kind of was going down more a um, corporate path, and there, then, yeah, really, tragically, my brother was actually killed in a car accident, oh, okay. and, uh, you know, he was young and his wife was due to have their first baby and it was just um you know just unimaginable and I you know I I really struggled just getting back into my work mode Mm. um and it was a job that I loved and enjoyed but I just really questioned I guess what my purpose was and um made me kind of reassess what I wanted to do Mm. 
And that's when I discovered yoga. Yeah, I was literally just walking home from work and two girls were ahead of me and they had yoga mats under their arms and they went up these dodgy little stairs and I followed (laughs) them up and um, thought, yeah, yoga's meant to be good for you. I'm going to do a yoga class. Had no idea what class it was. What was it? uh, It turned out to be Bikram. Oh, my gosh. uh, So for you guys listening who don't know what Bikram is, it's like an hour and a half of like – this, it's a really intense totally intense like 40 degrees 40 degree heat like it's full of, for your first yoga class like that's absolutely <laughs> and I had no idea I was not dressed appropriately I was in my you know walking gear and I had no yoga mat and they kind of tried to tell me at reception what was happening what I was about to walk into but I was you know just in time for class I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah cool yoga yeah and um Oh, yeah. No. Look, I walked out of that class and I actually rang my mum and I was like, I don't know what just happened, but I didn't think about everything. Mm. By the end of that class, I just felt such an enormous sense of relief that my mind had stopped thinking about everything. And I was like, I don't know what that was, but I'm going back. And so I just went back every day virtually. So that's how I started. doing Bikram? Yeah. Started doing yoga and then I started doing vinyasa and yeah, so that was kind of my first introduction to yoga. So it really was, you know, the mental practice that hooked me in. Um, and then I went over to the US and did my teacher training in yoga. Uh, I didn't actually, you know, I still thought it would be a bit of a side gig. Um, but when I went to the States, I could really see that the boutique fitness was a thing. And it wasn't in Australia really at that time. Mm. So um, that was 15 years ago. Because yoga wouldn't have even been. Yoga was not. It was all sort of fisherman's pants and incense burning. Yeah, just kind of a bit like hippie maybe. Yeah. thought of it. Absolutely. And you had to, you know, buy classes by the term. There wasn't dropping or memberships. It was, yeah, it was a very different setup. So I guess I just saw the opportunity of something that I was absolutely loving and the opportunity for that as a business. So Mm. um, that's how it really came about was that – desire to open my own business but for something I was super passionate about and yeah. got so much benefit from and really just wanted to share that with as many people as I could mm. um so yeah we really want to, I guess we wanted to present yoga you know it was really a modern accessible mainstream um so our branding was all about not necessarily about the yoga was we wanted it to be about more than a class about a lifestyle creating a lifestyle that you loved so you know our branding of upstate was just all about that creating that positive state of mind through the movement of yoga yeah yeah Yeah. which is so awesome because yeah it really is about that isn't it it's um, it is just like so good for the mind like it's great for the body but while you're in there it took me a while to get into that like meditative state doing yoga I think at the start like my first few classes that I went to it was like what is everyone else doing and (laughs) like what do I look like right now and you know your mind's just racing but once you get used to it and you're in the flow of it all 100% yeah it's quite meditative yeah and I think for all of us you know we're so connected to technology Mm. um we're on all the time that regardless of whether you're coming in to do a yoga class or a Pilates class, just put your phone away for 45 minutes to get on, step onto your mat, to be challenged physically, settles the mind mentally, yeah. and you just, you know, you walk out just feeling happy and, you know, like you've really let go yeah. of a lot of stress. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, I guess it's just been um, – a bit of a journey from those first few days from when mm. we first started mm-hmm. um, to um, to where we've got to now four studios later. Yeah. Oh, it's funny what you said before about how you'd had like 50,000 business ideas. I feel like everyone <laughs> who – people are often like, oh, how did you start your business and how did you come up with that idea? And I'm like, 
I had like a hundred thousand ideas before I came up with this one. And it's kind of like you have these ideas and maybe they're not going to work, but once you find something or a reason to be passionate about something, it's really easy to pursue pursue it. I think the idea is the easy bit. Yeah. I still have ideas all the time now. I drive my husband (laughs) like, oh, we should start this. Um, The idea is the easy bit. And like, I think if you speak to a lot of people, everyone's got a good idea. Mm. Uh, Executing it and doing something about it is completely different, you know. And I think um, having an idea that you are super passionate about is the idea that doesn't leave you. It just Mm. stays with you. You Mm. almost feel to the point that you're just like, I've got to do this because it's just, it's so overwhelming or I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. And, and everything seems it becomes right. bigger than you. It's yeah. like yeah. not even about you anymore, you yeah. know. Um, that's the idea to go with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you find that or have you found that on your journey with Upstate you've had to change and grow as a person for the business to get to where it is? Yeah. Uh, look, I guess um, I have and, and the business has evolved as well. I think for, um, for me it's being really, you know, staying mission-driven mm. and true to the core of why – we started this business, but then continuing to evolve and grow, you know, personally mm. and then for the business as well, you know. Uh, in business, if we were doing what we are doing 10 years ago, I don't think we'd be here today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and same personally, you know. But I love change. I'm, I'm mm. super open-minded. I love learning new things. Um, so, you know, I think the business is actually a bit of a reflection yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, just growing growing and trying different things, you know. And not all things have worked. Like over the years we've... Um, definitely tried things and have failed at things and I'm really cool with that too because I think unless you try you never know Mm. Um, so you know we had a press juices bar a few years ago we opened a retail store Uh, we had the pop-up store in Chalky we had a few bits and pieces over the years and you know some things have worked and some haven't but I think you know it's um, just all about being prepared to try yeah and live and learn and then refocus on what is working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people often, you know, ask me and you probably get the same thing where people are like, how do, you know, how do you start your business? And it's like you you have to be okay with failure or you have to be okay with giving something a shot and it not necessarily turning out the way that you wanted it to. I think embracing change is a huge part of it as well. Yeah. No, and I love change. And Sherelle and I say to each other all the time, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And once you get comfortable with what's the worst that can happen – you're kind of okay. Yeah. Not that you want it to happen. <laughs> Definitely don't want it to happen. But once you're sort of okay, this is what we would lose financially. This is what we would lose in our time. This is what, you know, this is all the things that could go wrong. And once you're like, okay, no, I still think the risk is worth it. Then you sort of just don't look back. Mm. And you also have to bring it back into perspective as well. It's like, if you lose all that money, you've still got your health, you've still 100%. got your family, you've still got everything. I think separating you personally from the business is a, a huge thing as well. Absolutely. And I think for us, that's one thing that as a business has grown, um, you know, the business is bigger than us. And I love that. Mm. Um, when we first started, Sherelle and I, you know, taught every class. There was no other teacher. We didn't have any other teachers. And I was actually pregnant. Oh, my um, God. So, um you know, we felt such a part of the business because for years we taught the majority of the mm. classes. And as we started to teach less, we always felt like, oh, the business needs us to teach. People, you know, the members need to see us teaching. And now we don't teach, you know, and it's kind of great to see that the brand isn't about us. Yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. Mm. You know, so I love that because it means the brand means more and it's not about anyone. Mm. You know, it's actually about 
you know, what the experience that we're delivering. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing. What would you say is the most challenging thing that you've experienced in your journey? Well, look, I definitely, maybe it's just top of mind, but COVID-19, <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm sure many business owners would say the same yeah, thing. <laughs> totally. Uh, look, yeah, I mean, that's just, in 11 years, we are open seven days a week, 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. at night. Um, in 11 years, we only ever closed two days of the year. Um, and so to be told to close all of your studios you know, kind of overnight was just very overwhelming mm, yeah. and really hard to get your head around. Well, it's and everything you've worked hard for. You everything, know? And just the unknown. Mm. And I think for me, the biggest thing was I just felt such a sense of responsibility for the team. Having 50 teachers, most of our teachers have all come from our client base. They've all come to Upstate as a member, loved our classes, and then we've mentored them. So to have that sense of responsibility for all of the teachers and their livelihoods and our members who have been, many have been coming since we opened. We've got a number of members have been coming for 11 years. Yeah, wow. That was weighed super heavy on me, those first Mm. 24, 48 hours. It's all I could think about. Mm. You know, so for us, our immediate response was kind of, we have to continue somehow. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously on, online was a somehow. Um, fortunate for us, we, had, we were watching really closely what was happening in the US and we saw, you know, kind of the writing on the wall and started live streaming our classes before we'd actually closed so that when we did close, we had um, live streaming classes and straight away delivered 75 classes a week, which meant we could keep a number of our teachers still teaching and, you know, we're still delivering a service to our members. So, um, but yeah, me- mentally it would be the most challenging time we've yeah. experienced in 11 years for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I remember doing, I had to do a few classes of your online stuff and yes. I did, Andrew was there for one of them and he's like, oh my gosh, there's so many people in this <laughs> class. And I'm like, yeah, they're killing it. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I must admit the first, you know, the feedback in those first few days from the people doing the classes Mm. was 100% what got us through that challenging yeah. time. Yeah. Um, you know, I distinctly remember, you know, and I think on the very first day of those classes, you know, an email came through and it was a member just saying, I've had a really dark day and I just did one of your classes and thank you so much. Mm. It was awesome. I feel great. I feel connected to you guys. I hope you keep them going. And I was just like, right, we're on, you know. Yeah. Um, and that feedback has just come through consistently from our members um, and the teachers too. So, that really just motivates you to go, okay, let's just keep over-delivering was our key word that yeah, we said yeah. to ourselves in those first few days. We'll just like our role in this time is to over-deliver to as many people who are going through this challenging time as we can. Mm, yeah. yeah. I always feel like you guys always have your finger on the pulse. Like I just watch what you do and I'm like, you know what's happening. So it's pretty <laughs> awesome that you're watching Thank it you. and you're able to know that, yeah, this was going to happen and that you had to adapt in some way. And you've done it so well. Like – yeah, being able to do a yoga class or a Pilates class in your living room is awesome. Are you going to keep them, keep doing them? Yeah, we're definitely going to keep yeah. them going. I think, you know, I guess that's a silver lining out of the situation is that we hadn't, we weren't planning to deliver live streaming or on-demand classes and now we will be for sure because, mm. you know, even for myself, I know there's been times when the kids are sick or the kids are young or I can't get into the studio and for someone who really loves their daily class, there's been times I haven't been able to get my class in and that's exactly what our members are saying that, you know, there is just times you can't get to the studio. And the other awesome thing, like we grew up in the country and um, there are lots of people in regions who yeah. have become members. Oh, that's so and, good. And, you know, places like 
you know, Mildura and all sorts of different regional areas. And they're just like, I've never done classes like this, never had access to boutique fitness. Yeah. Uh, and I love that because, you know, I grew up in the country and my mum's still down there and so is my elder sister. So to know that you're providing access to people who we would never have touched their lives before mm. is awesome. So um, I guess that is a bit of a silver lining to know that we are going to be able to offer a service to people who can't access studios physically in the future. Yeah. I always find that the most challenging moments always have something incredible on the other side. Yeah, like absolutely. the hardest thing that you've had to do, if you reflect back, you're like, okay, that actually resulted in something, even if like you did fail or something didn't work out, you learn so much that kind of propels you in a different direction. Sure. Or, yeah. And it's amazing because you can't generally see that at the time. No, no you can't. Um, but I think that you grow through every challenging yeah. time and you know, you do, when you're pushed outside your comfort zone, you know, often you do things that you just look back and think, wow, can't believe that we achieved that or we did that. So yeah, for sure. I agree. Mm, for sure. What would you say your most rewarding moment has been? <laughs> oh, uh, look, with our live streams, we've um, just been announced in the last two weeks of the number one live stream in Australia for oh, Class I saw Pass, that. That's amazing. pretty top of mind. Yeah. Um, so Class Pass have 30,000 studios globally wow. on their platform. Um, and we're number 10 globally. And wow. um, when I saw the list of other boutique fitness like Rumble and Barry's Bootcamp and have Upstate in that top 10 list. Amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I think for me, just really proud of our team. Like, as I said, most of them have come from our, being a member mm. and, you know, the team to see them go from becoming a member to a teacher and just continue to thrive and develop. And some of them are now in quite in senior roles within our business as sequence trainers. You know, that's just awesome to see yeah. their growth and development and how much they embody our vision and our mission um, and go over and above to you know sort of achieve our goals that's incredible yeah that speaks volumes for your brand yeah like if they're coming into the class and then they want to be a part of the business like that's Absolutely. pretty incredible yeah and we love that because we know right from the outset as a as a teacher that they already have bought in they already enjoy our brand our culture mm. um and you know, that's part of what we've always wanted to hire for, you know, not just cultural fit. I've always said, let's hire for cultural contribution. Yeah. It's one thing to fit the culture, but then to actually have someone who wants to really contribute to the culture and make it even bigger and better. Yeah, exactly. Is amazing. Yeah, yeah amazing. What about like self-doubt and insecurities? Because I think that can be something that prevents a lot of people from even starting a business and can also stunt people when they get into it. Yeah. How have you dealt with yeah, look, I think that it is really normal to have self-doubt. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is to not get caught up in it. Mm. Know that it's like really normal. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think many people go through life without having some self-doubt here or there, but I, just trying to catch it. And, you know, we talk to ourselves more than we talk to anyone else. Mm -hmm. We're constantly talking to ourselves. And a lot of people, what they say to themselves isn't the most positive things. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in, you know, positive self-talk and just catching yourself when you're talking yourself down or talking yourself out of something and just really go on the opposite way, like give yourself a little pep talk, you know, mm. um, because, you know, what you tell yourself, is it ends up in what you believe. It's kind of fulfills that self-prophecy. So, mm. um, yeah, for me, I think it's just really being aware that, um what I'm saying to myself is probably isn't even true, you know, and to just flip it around the other way just to get out of that and not be bound and get caught up in that. Yeah. And I'm a pretty action-orientated person, so I tend to just start actioning things, even if it's the smallest 
step. If you can just keep moving forward one little thing a day, you're going in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Once you stop and sit in some self-doubt that you may go backwards. Yeah. But if you can just continue to just push one little thing forward every day, you'll move forward, you know, in such a bigger way you know before you know it yeah exactly and I think it's like something that a muscle that you kind of build on as well absolutely I think as well yoga like the practice of yoga is such a it's such a mindful exercise and being aware of your thoughts comes down to mindfulness like you need to actually know that you're having those thoughts before you can stop them or before you can change them I should say and I think the more that you practice that absolutely and yoga is awesome for that I often find you know if I am having a day, which we all have our days. Um, <laughs> we definitely do. <laughs> you know, definitely. The, I'll and I'll get myself generally into a class or some sort of movement as quick as I can because it will just shift it for me. Mm. And usually, after I've done some sort of physical exercise or yoga or meditation, any sort of practice that requires some mindfulness and just being in the moment, I often come out with really good sense of clarity. Yeah, and that's generally when I make like some of the good decisions that I've made have been after. A mindful practice. Yeah, yeah. So I think acknowledging that, okay, I'm in a bit of a funny mood, like just shift it. Mm-hmm. Go and do, you know, we've all got things we can do. But some people it's a walk, some people it's swim, you know, surf, whatever it might be. Just know sort of what shifts your mood and like go and try your best to just go and do that and just shift that mood and the energy shifts so quickly. Yeah, and it's funny though, like sometimes when you're in a funk, the last thing you feel like doing I know, is doing sorry, no, yeah, That's the time it, you need it the most. Yeah. I always say that to myself. And when I used to teach, I used to say that too. You know, the class you don't want to go to is the class you need to go to the most. Yeah, So bear that in mind. You know, I used to always bear that in mind. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like going well. It's actually the class I've got to go to. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. And being in business for 11 years, how have you maintained? Because I know a lot of people, they get into into business and they're in there for like five years or eight years and then they just start to lose their motivation and and the momentum for it. How do you maintain your motivation? Yeah, it's funny. I don't overly think about that. But uh, look, I'm still as passionate about the business now as we were 11 years ago. So yeah, that's awesome. um, I think I think it is part of that just absolutely having the passion for what you do and really believing in what your purpose is. Yeah. Um, and I guess I've always been interested in brands and the relationship between consumers and brands. So I often look to other industries um, at, you know, other brands and what they're doing. Um, I always say, you know, success leave cl- leaves clues. So mm-hmm. look to some of the brands that are out there killing it yeah. and how are they killing it? Why are they, you know, and I do find that ones outside of industry got some really good learnings. Mm. Uh, we try and travel every year, Sherelle and I together. Um, so we usually go to the States and we'll go to brands in our category, like Soul Cycles, but we'll also go to brands like Glossier uh, and other brands just to see all the different connection points they're making with their customers and I always come back super motivated from that yeah totally yeah at the end of the day like doesn't matter what industry you're in a brand is a brand so the way that they connect yeah there's so much to be learned from all of them yeah yeah and you're a mum too I am. I think that's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I'm going to be a mum soon. But <laughs> so excited for yeah, you. But it's just, I'm, I've always said, I don't know how people run businesses and, or have even have full-time jobs and have kids. And you've got two, which yes. is amazing. How do yeah. you prioritise your own self-care and everything? Yeah. How do you find the balance between Look, all I of that? I think I don't strive for balance, to be completely honest. Yeah. I just think it is challenging and... Um, I don't try to compartment to my like have a compartment of this is work and this is home life. Yeah, like it's all just live the best life possible. Yeah, and um, you know sometimes I have to lean more into the business 
And there's been other times where I've lent more into being a mum and being home with the kids. Mm. So I just really try to be relaxed about the fact that it is quite unbalanced at times. Yeah. And that's okay because I feel like striving for a perfect balance creates a lot of stress for people. Mm. Um, And I guess just letting go of guilt was the biggest thing I probably had to learn Mm. as a new mum. No one really told me that when you went in to have a baby that you got a guilt injection at the same time. It was like... You hear about mum guilt all the time. Yeah, I just... And I really felt that when the kids were little. Um, But going back to, again, you are the stories that you tell yourself. Mm. I was like, I'm telling myself to feel guilty because I'm going to work, but... You know, I'm the only one saying that. You're no the one, one else creating is the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was really a process of me realising that I was telling myself these things. They weren't the reality. Mm. So as soon as I kind of became aware of that, I was letting letting go of that. And I think for me as a mum, one of my biggest priorities is to be a really great role model for my children. And I think having a mum that runs her own business is very passionate about what she believes in following, you know, her purpose and passion is great role modelling. And, you know, I think gender equity is a big, you know, big topic of conversation. Um, And for me, having a son and a daughter, it's really important that my son sees women who are in strong roles, Mm. who are following what they believe. So I feel like when I'm having one of those moments of feeling a bit guilty about that, I flip it to I want to be the best role model I can and I really want to raise children who are considerate and, you know, have their own passions and grow up to be, you know, confident to reach their full potential. Mm. Um, so, yeah, look, it's not, it's nowhere near perfect and it is definitely challenging at times, but I don't set the bar high. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is and my kids are happy. I'm happy, you know, I've got a happy marriage. Like, you know, just live, you only get one shot at this. So yeah. just live one great big life that you enjoy and acknowledge there's going to be times when, you know, I've, up at 4am or I'm working late, that's just, you know, that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think guilt's a big thing. And I think I often think about that and talk about that a lot in what we do with Retreat Yourself. I actually recently wrote a, an email to our database and yeah. I was like, you know, like balance, like everybody's fixated on this idea of finding balance, but mm-hmm. having balance isn't actually a destination. It's, yes. it's something that you might flow in and out of in different times of your life. But I think we always get fixated on thinking that we need to be in a, in a certain place in our yes. life, whether it's to do with work, whether it's to do with our health or whatever. And when we're not hitting that place because of so many different reasons, we start feeling guilty. Absolutely. And then we beat ourselves up yeah. and then we get down on ourselves and we start telling ourselves these stories. So yeah, what you said is, so cool. yeah, it's just so, it's so refreshing because at the end of the day, everyone's doing the best that they can. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I think it's always, you know, important to surround yourself with people who support that as well. Yeah. Um, because, you know, sometimes it can be the peer groups around you that put that pressure on you as well. So mm. finding, you know, making sure the people you are spending your time with are people who make you feel good, who support your values, um, that makes a big impact as well. Mm. What would you say is the number one reason for your success if you had to put it down to one thing? Oh, I think, I think being mission driven, we come back to that all the time. We've just are so clear that our purpose is to create a positive state of mind and everything we do comes back to that. And I think when you're super clear about what your purpose is, then decisions become really easy, whether that's hiring decisions, um, decisions to go into different, you know, different categories. It makes your decisions very easy. Yeah. um, When you're super clear about what that 
you know, what that mission is. Um, I think as well, we've probably, you know, recruitment has been a big part of our success. Um, recruiting well is, you know, a lot of small businesses I speak to find, you know, finding right staff really a challenging part of their business. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, again, like having that team who really believe in our purpose and mission as strongly as we do, that's been a big part of our success for sure. Yeah. And, and yeah, the other thing that comes to mind is just being that culture of feedback. Yeah. Um, Sherelle and I are always seeking feedback. Uh, we have a lot of different feedback avenues through uh, with our clients, our members, and also with our team. And that just makes you always continuously want to improve. Mm. Um, Sherelle and I often say, you know, regardless of how good we are today, how can we better be better tomorrow? Yeah. And that attitude just keeps you really motivated and keeps you just, you know, not sitting back. I don't think I've ever felt safe in the business, which is a strange thing to say after 11 years, but <laughs> I always still feel like there's always something else I want to work on. There's always another thing we could improve. There's always another thing we could test. Um, so just that continuous you know, improvement and challenging yourself to do better tomorrow than you did today has, drives our business, I think. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you become complacent. 100%. I don't think – I think that, you know, that's where I would lose interest in having a business if I just sort of sat back. Um, so, yeah, I think it keeps my interest in the business and it's and it's been part of our success has yeah. been that continuous improvement. Totally. And growing and, yeah, and evolving. being better. And, yeah. yeah. If you had to give a piece of advice to someone, so say one of our listeners is listening yeah. and they want to start a business of their own and maybe they have kids or they're, yes. you know, they don't even know where to start, what would your number one tip be? Number one would be get clear on your purpose or your passion. Just think really, take the time to get clear about what it is because having a small business is totally 24 Mm seven and it is challenging. And on the outside, sometimes it looks super shiny and fun, but it is a lot of work and there is risks. So I think unless you've really got that passion behind you, then, you know, it's a hard task. So that would be my best advice to really think about what lights you up, what motivates you, what, you know, what is really important to you. Yeah. And if you can come from that place, then whether it's a product or a service, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter what Mm. that business ends up being. But if it fills your passion and your purpose, then you'll make it happen. And I think as well, like, you know, times get tough when you're running your own business. And if you come back to something that you really care about, it's going to carry you right through. So I I love that advice. It's awesome. Yeah, cool. What are your plans for Upstate? <laughs> well, oh, 2020, can you tell us? <laughs> 2020 has flipped us on our head a little bit. Um, so, look, we've definitely got big plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020 was going to be, a, you know, a big year for a couple of big projects. Um, a couple of those kind of paused right now. So, mm-hmm. short term, we are definitely doing more online. So, continuing our live streaming classes. We're about to launch uh, on demand in a couple of weeks' time. And um, beyond that, we've got some other um, projects we're working on. Nothing we can announce quite yet. <laughs> uh, once again, we're having a, you know, a bit of a look at doing something um, a little different, testing a different um, service. So, yeah, we've got a few things up our sleeve. So exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. yeah. And I think you know, I personally really do enjoy just having that challenge of um, creating something new or evolving something. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's tough to just watch this space. So good. <laughs> so for our listeners that are wanting to find you or maybe do the classes, where can they find yes. Upstate Studios? So upstatestudios.com.au will take you to our website with all the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously Instagram, um, Upstate Studios. Um, yeah, come and check us out, especially while we're live streaming. You can yeah. join us for a class 
and I would love to have your community there. Awesome. Thank you so much for today. I feel like you've just had so much insight and inspiration and I'm sure all of our listeners will be feeling very inspired after this. Thank you for having me. Great to see you. love this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Gail is absolutely hilarious, but she's also an incredible example of hard work paying off as success. If you guys are wanting to give Upstate a try, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, they have offered our community a really incredible discount. I've written it in the show notes, also alongside their link to their website and also their Instagram page. If you guys have been enjoying listening, I would love for you to leave me a review. It's always good to know what you're thinking. And otherwise, we will see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much, guys. See you then.